0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to The Water Cooler, the world's most statistically average sports podcast, brought to you by the Believe Network, the number one network for professionals. Check us out today at Believe.com. That's B-L-E-A-V. My name is Ryan Saber, the most electrifying voice in sports information, and with me as always.
1: What's up, guys? It's Lukey. And hmm, what are we talking about today?
0: Well, we've got a guest today. I know this is your favorite time of year. It's the Masters. Round one was today. We're doing the show a little bit late this week, so no Masters preview, but we're going to have sports betting analyst, friend of show, host of Lock It In on the Believe Network, Cam Rogers. We love Cam. He's amazing. He's going to come on. We're going to talk about day one of the Masters. We're also going to talk about things that our fans can expect throughout the rest of the weekend. And that's really it. I got a couple of questions I want to ask you at the end of the show after the interview, but it'll be a quick one today. You ready? Let's do it. Before we get into the show, a word from Bet Online. Bet BetOnline is your number one source for all your betting needs, sports info, and odds. Find all the latest sports developments, including this week's odds for the Masters Championship and the start of the Major League Baseball season. Bet online is your continued source for all your sports wagering needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino and poker games. I know it's a little bit late in the week and you weren't able to, to give your pick. Do you have anything for this week? I do not. <laughs> it's super easy to get started, so join today. <laughs> Learn why everyone is saying Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on popular sports and games. Bet online. It's where the game starts. Okay. Back with us now, Cam Rogers. Welcome back to the water cooler. How are you? What's
2: going on, guys? Great to be with you. Happy Masters Thursday, which is really Super Bowl Sunday for me. <laughs> you know, Tigers went under par. It's a great day.
0: So, Cam, you've been on a, a whirlwind tour <laughs> the last <laughs> yeah. Two days, I guess. So you know, obviously, thanks for uh, making time for us today. How many shows have you been on this week?
2: Oh my god, guys! Yesterday was probably more than I could chew. Um, but you know what? I enjoy it. So let's see. Monday was one, two, three, four. Tuesday, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. And then Wednesday was like fifteen. <laughs> And then oh, I want to do more today. And it's so, all big-time
0: like, big shows, right? I mean, it's all ESPN affiliates, stuff like that for the most part, right?
2: Yeah, ESPN Radio. I was on Cheddar News yesterday, which is pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, and I don't want to jinx anything, but I am in talks with Fox News right now to maybe go on their programming tomorrow. I don't want to jinx it, though. So, Holy smokes. We'll He's going we'll Tuck,
0: you're going on Tucker, Tucker Carlson or what? <laughs> not Tucker. Not Tucker. It's, uh,
2: Martha McCollum's show That's at awesome. So we'll see, but um, great to be with you guys. Honestly, yeah. appreciate you reaching out. So yeah, we're Always. grateful to have you.
1: Grateful to have you. A little bit different, a uh, little bit different style. We're doing it on a, on a recap day after the yeah. first round. Let's just get right in. You know, yeah. talk talk to me about Tiger Woods. I mean, that's that's the story.
2: That's the story. One under par, seventy one today, guys, and really more than anybody could ask for. Really, I mean, he grinded it out there big time. He missed some fairways, but he saved a lot of pars he looked a little gimpy and there was one point where he winced in pain that made me really scared for a second but seems like he was okay the rest of the way and it's not like he was hitting a million greens too his ball striking i wouldn't say was elite he only hit 9 greens in regulation that's the lowest number of greens he's hit with a one under par score since 1998 so that just goes to show that he was saving himself a lot during this round here today and that's something that i was looking at too like Could he grind this out amid all the adversity of the soreness and the pain and being able to mentally focus on a round at Augusta National when you don't have your ball striking per se? And he did exactly that. 11th time, Tiger Woods has opened the Masters with a score under par. The previous 10 finishes, four wins, T4 or better, seven times total. So he's on the right track.
1: That's just insane. Uh, Yeah, the the nine greens he hit – A big par save on one, which was which was I think was really important for him, and then uh, obviously the big one on uh, was it sixteen? I believe he hit the long one there. Um, A
0: swoopy birdie putt. That was awesome. Yeah,
1: that was was one of vintage Tiger roar there.
0: Some of us have to work for a living, so I (laughs) uh, I did. I will tell you, I I was watching maybe for an hour. Right here with my eyes closely on Will Zalatoris, And we'll talk about that here more in a minute. But uh, I guess what I'll say is outside of Tiger, who surprised you the most today? And maybe this is a question for both of you guys because I know you were probably both tuned in. Who surprised you the most today outside of Tiger? Good or bad, I guess.
2: Yeah, I would say in a bad sense, Justin Thomas. Like he was the darling of the week. Lucas, I'm sure you know this. I mean, everybody was talking about him in the industry. Ball striking is there. He's got Jim Bones Mackay on the bag now. Former caddy of Phil Mickelson. Eight straight top 25 since November. You know, this is the week for him to win the Masters. And he shoots four over a par. Like, what? (laughs) Like, I didn't even see that coming. And so that just goes to show how random and volatile the game of golf can be. Even if the data supports it, the recent form, the course history, whatever. Sometimes you just have a bad day. So he has an opportunity to get back into it tomorrow. But... I was
0: shocked
1: by that. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I was kind of surprised at how much love he was getting coming in. I, I mean, I know that the form was there. Uh, that it was just really the course form for me. Uh, just looking back at past results, he did finish fourth in the November the November 2020 Masters. But other than that, he only has one other um, – oh, no, he has no other top tens. He had fin- not finished better than 12th at any other time. And that um, was a wonky
2: Masters, too.
1: Right. Cause it was in November so as yeah. the conditions were different than, than what they're normally played at. But a lot of t- finishes in the 20s. So I was a little not confused because the, he is a world class player, best two or three player in the world. I, I, think at a minimum, but yeah, definitely, definitely was so, did not see a plus four coming in the first round, but I'll throw out a name that I was surprised in a good way was Harry Higgs was fun to watch. Yeah. Um, definitely a fan favorite. He had some really long odds. I think he was like 300 to one coming in. Um, He shot one under today. So he's, he finds himself squarely in the mix. So going into the, going into uh, tomorrow where there, uh, there might be some conditions for those later, those guys that teed off early today that got to post some scores. But, uh, you know, like you said, talking about JT, I just was looking at uh, your power rankings here and you did have him too. But other than that, other than, other than JT, your rankings actually look pretty good. Um, I know Rom's struggling a little bit right now, but I'll, everyone else you had in there that looked like they had a good day. Do you, uh, but I did have a question. Do you regret not having world number one in your top 10 power rankings?
2: Nope, not <laughs> no. at all. Not at all. Random and volatile game. This is the game of golf. He was winning so much, <laughs> I think maybe he crashes down a little bit, finishes T17, something like that. I wasn't going to say like he was going to miss the cut or anything, but. I just don't have him inside my top 10 here this week. And by the way, this leaderboard now is going to look a lot different on Sunday afternoon. That's how golf is, of course. You know, the first round leaderboard really doesn't mean all that much for the most part. So great starts, though, for, as you mentioned, Scotty Scheffler, Dustin Johnson. Interesting that Cantlay is there at two under par. Doesn't really have a great master's record. But, yeah, I guess, you know, Scotty is making me look like an idiot, at least so
0: far. So...
1: No, I, I agree. I was I was off Scotty this week as well, and, and Cantley too. So,
0: Will yeah, just just, just bogeyed the 18th. So, uh, yeah, I, I am not in first place anymore. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Mark Bergen in first place. Yeah, oh, that, this has to update here. Yeah, it's
0: going to update. It's it's a little bit behind. I was I, so I, I I logged on, and for everybody who doesn't know, Cam runs an office pool with it's primarily believed network posts correct or is it yeah, get all outside of, yeah so the guy who probably knows the least about golf was actually leading for a, a brief period today but i am now in second place so
1: and as cam stresses uh to day one is not that important so uh moving yeah. on
0: yeah, yeah moving on <laughs> so daniel like when i win things
1: daniel Berger was your official pick today and he looked great until the 18th he double bogeyed there which uh, we also saw Cam Smith earlier, bookend uh, 18. How how are you feeling about uh, your pick, Burger? He looked really good today.
2: Yeah, he made a lot of birdies, and that's something that I want to see, especially on day one. And, you know, as you mentioned, conditions are going to be difficult tomorrow. So he's going to deal with that difficult wave, if you will, with the wind whipping around and drier conditions. He's going to have to deal with that. I hope he can put another two under par or something like that sort of score together tomorrow. But, you know, going into this tournament, all of the trends that you look at for the Masters, Berger was fitting them. Two top 15 finishes in the last three events. The strokes gained per round was there as well. So his ball striking was really rounding into form within the last three months. Eighth on tour in scoring average. Two two top 10s in the majors last year as well, you know? So he's got the major championship game. People just really weren't talking about him all that much and it wasn't me trying to get too cute either I really legitimately think he's going to win this week I mean I had JT at two and look how that's panning out so yeah I was impressed with him today guys and I am thinking that he's going to be around up until Sunday evening and then we'll see what
0: happens you talked about the weather tomorrow what's the weather for the weekend looking like we're in North Carolina it's going to be kind of unseasonably cold this weekend do we expect mm. the same thing at augusta what's the weather like this weekend i always think you guys are cleveland because you're cleveland <laughs> we, but we're from
2: the uh, that area but yeah that's right that's right where in north carolina by the way greensboro that's right the Wyndham, Charleston, last weekend different yeah. state mm. but forecast yeah so it's looking a little chilly on saturday in augusta so big test for tiger if you want to make this a tiger centric explanation here he's going to have to figure out warming up properly and what have you getting ready for a morning tea time perhaps who knows what a situation is come saturday but that'll be a big day for him to sort of figure out making sure his body is intact here so when it's cooler out the ball travels less and typically that favors the bombers of course when you have a cooler air less humid humid air ball carries you know this story about baseball and all that And then Sunday looks a lot better, 73 degrees, sunny. I don't know about the wind situation. It's probably too early to really tell. I would say Saturday is going to be worse than Sunday. So the next two days are going to be a test. Tomorrow, 20 miles an hour, consistent wind. And then Saturday seems somewhat the same. And then Sunday should be ideal scoring conditions. So we could have a charge from multiple players.
0: So let me ask it this way. And Luke kind of talked about how when when JT played well was when the tournament was in November. Does potentially Saturday's weather moving day favor uh, the guys who potentially we saw play well when the tournament was in November a couple of years ago?
2: I won't say that because the course is going to be a lot drier this time around in November. It was really damp, and people like Dustin Johnson like that sort of condition because they can just fire at flag sticks, and, of course, Dustin has that luxury of distance off the tee. The course is probably going to be a little bit more baked out on Saturday, so you want to look for the grinder type of golfers out there, the bogey avoiders more so than the birdie makers – la a Shane Lowry, a Matt Fitzpatrick, a Daniel Berger even is one of those type of guys. Patrick Cantlay is a great bogey avoider as well. Tiger Woods, very conservative player these days, and he may fare pretty well on Saturday too. More of the aggressive players might struggle on Saturday. Again, a little too early to really say for sure, but those are some of the narratives that I'm kind of thinking about. Sure, sure.
1: Yeah, and then um, a tweet I saw from Justin Ray earlier today was that – each of the last 16 winners were t11 or better after the first round two of those guys were uh 11 or worse and those were both tiger woods so if you're <laughs> not named tiger woods you probably need to be close to that top 10 after that first round looking at that that leaves out some pretty notable names um <clears throat> you know we'd already touched on thomas brooks right now is uh, he just bogeyed 17 to push him back to two over rory spieth morikawa all one over pushing them out to uh, into the 30s Is there any guys in there that you think that could make a run that you feel comfortable? How far back do you think is too far back right now? Do you think plus one is probably a little bit too far for these guys to make a comeback?
2: I think plus one is doable depending on the player, right? Rory McIlroy is a guy who can catch fire. I mean, this guy must be so frustrated, by the way, with his slow starts every major championship. Like, his scoring average is so bad in round one, and then he backdoors the top 10 on Sunday. Good thing I put a bet on him for a top 10 and not an outright, for crying out loud. Uh, So, yeah, I think plus one is probably the maximum speed is there. You can't count him out. Morikawa, I really didn't like going into this week. The ball striking was not as good as I had hoped for him or what we're used to, really. So really, other than that, actually, I was a big fan of Shane Lowry. So he's there at plus one. Those guys can make a charge. But, yeah, I don't think we get too cute with our predictions here. I think at the end of the day, Justin Ray's trend will hold true. Whoever's inside that top 11 will put on the green jacket. That means Zalatoris could be that guy. That's right. You seven. got
0: 17 guys starting with Will Zalatoris, and you know there's a lot of big names in there. You know, Webb Simpson, Finau, Tiger. I mean, there there's some guys that are lurking in that T10 zone uh, that certainly could make a move, and obviously big names at the top too with DJ and and some yeah. other guys. So, yeah,
2: absolutely
1: and then uh we got so we got sungjay m is currently in the lead and um another tweet from justin ray just just recently after that round ended it said this will be the ninth time that a player 24 years or younger has led or co-led after the opening round two of the previous eight went on to win and that was Sevi by in 1980 and jordan spieth in uh 2015. so He'd be joining some elite company if he's able to do it. How would you think about his prospects moving forward?
2: Justin Ray fires off some pretty great tweets, huh?
1: <laughs> he's the best follow.
2: When I see those tweets sometimes, like when he says these trends, it doesn't necessarily mean predictability. Like it doesn't necessarily mean Sanjay M is more likely now to go ahead and win the tournament. So they're fun to like tweet out and all that. But let's keep things in perspective a little bit here. He's got some serious pursuers in Scotty Scheffler. Joaquin Neiman is a guy that I was on. Going into this week as well. Corey Connors has played well here at the Masters the last two years, couple of top tens for him. Obviously, Woods, Berger, Finau, is pretty electric, Salatoris. So Sanjay has a long road ahead of him, but he's got the balanced game that you want. Like there's no weaknesses in his game. Driver to putter, everything is pretty solid. Obviously, he was runner-up to one Dustin Johnson in 2020, the November Masters. So He played in November Masters E conditions today. Conditions are going to change. How does he adapt with those conditions going forward? That'll be the big test for him.
0: We've seen guys in Masters names that, aren't household names jump out to early day one leads and (laughs) very often right and and then you know they kind of fade away into oblivion we've also seen guys jump out to day one leads and kind of be in the mix you know throughout the rest of the weekend which is more likely do you think for sung jm you mean win or not win well not necessarily (laughs) win in the mix saturday and sunday or or kind of fall off and and you know whatever be, be out of it
2: yeah he's here to stay i think so i mean after today he was very impressive and he's not somebody who just fades really that's not his mo he's a grinder so he should be able to be fine in these different different conditions here going forward but you never know it's augusta national it can eat you up real quick if you don't put your iron shots in the right spots. It's pretty amazing. You can hit probably every green in regulation at Augusta National and maybe shoot two over par because your ball is in the wrong plateau or the wrong area of the green, right? You have to be so precise with your iron shots. The margins for error are so small. So for Sanjay, obviously he's got a long road ahead of him, but I think it's more likely that he'll be in the mix going into moving day and then going into the final day. Yeah. yeah.
1: All right, so I think you said earlier that uh, you still believe that uh, Berger is going to win the tournament. So I'll give you a chance now, if you want to amend your pick, you
0: you let me know. I Can't do that. I can't do that. <laughs> I gotta stick to my guns. We're not going to. Yeah, I, I didn't. It. T- it's just us. It's just <laughs> us, Cam. Uh, yeah. Um. I think it's interesting because when I was I was making some last minute modifications, I filled out my my office pool uh bracket last night and this morning I woke up at about 6 30 a.m and I said, you know what? I kind of did that willy-nilly. Like, let me take a look at this. And the actual pool of players that I had the most trouble with was pool one, because first of all, those are the guys I know. I mean, let's <laughs> be honest for the most part. <laughs> yeah. But I sat there and went back and forth between Cam Smith and Scotty Scheffler. Now obviously Either pick right now would have been a good one. But the way that I looked at it, I mean, Scotty Scheffler is kind of on this like unprecedented, like last, last couple months, went from 14th in the world to first in the world. So do you ride the hot hand or do you go with a guy like Cam Smith? Now, this is something I read today. So if I'm wrong, you guys totally just tell me. But Cam Smith is, is kind of known for his short game for putting. Uh, mm-hmm. the iron play and I said you know what I feel like I'm gonna go with a guy that's kind of that consistent grinder if you will and a camp he Smith is a grinder versus yeah. a, versus a hot hand guy so yeah I, I just I went with Cam Smith and ended up being 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 the right at least for day one so it, do you think right now I'm I'm getting to a question here Cam I promise <laughs> there's a question in here do you think right now maybe Cam Smith is the guy to look at as as the favorite Yeah, probably.
2: I mean, he literally was exactly how he was at the Players' Championship today. The iron game was elite. Strokes gained approach was fantastic. And, you know, for the longest time, that was sort of his Achilles heel. He was bleeding strokes with his irons for quite some time and just saving himself with a majestic uh, short game and putter and making birdies that way. But obviously, he has the resume at the Masters. He was right there with Sunjay and DJ back in 2020. So, you know, and other major championships he's played well at, too. So he's someone that certainly won't go away. Like, he's not a fader at all. Like you said, he's a grinder. And I would consider him the favorite, no doubt. It's actually hilarious to see Danny Willett right next to him. The most yeah. random winner at the Masters ever. Good point. Like, do you guys know by the way he was number 12 in the world when he won danny willett so he wasn't even like that big of a surprise if you go by the rankings it's kind of wild when did he wasn't he win?
1: wasn't he strictly a, a a european tour member though it's kind of th- those guys tend to manipulate the rankings a little bit but um
2: deserves an asterisk next to that number
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah. What year
1: when was i was win? at 14. i can't remember what year it was What's that?
2: oh what that was did... uh 2016.
1: 60.
0: Yeah, okay, yeah. I felt to me like I'm just getting old, man. You know, it feels like it, it was a longer time ago. Luke, you really got does. anything else?
1: Um, no, that I mean, I think that that covered it. You know, I didn't make an official pick, but I did post my my betting card, and I had outright picks on uh, Morikawa, Brooks, and uh, Cam Smith. So, you know, hopefully, uh, if if,
0: if uh, hopefully old Cam holds up for you, that's
1: what that's what we're hoping for. I'd like to hit that seventeen to one. That'd be nice.
0: Cam, throw, throw your social stuff out there. Do a little plug for, for the show on Believe. We want to make sure that our fans are are tuning in because we, we certainly love you.
2: Yeah, appreciate you guys. Love ZDN as well. Y'all are fantastic. Follow me on Twitter at MrRogers99, and you'll get my commentary for the Masters all week long. Download the Lock It In podcast with Cam Rogers. You got my Tumblr right behind me. We're on video right now. So that's yeah. why I'm like, <laughs> there <that."> we go. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, we'll have more interviews on my show, some more sports betting as far as MLB is concerned, and golf, of course, too, talking about all the majors. And um, yeah, so check me out.
0: Great follow on Twitter. Cam, Cam, you're the best. Thank you for coming on the show. Thanks for being on the water cooler. We appreciate you. We'll see you soon.
2: You got yeah. it, guys. Take care.
1: Thanks, Cam. Always a blast. I love that guy.
0: Yeah, man. Cam's great. Guys, Fans, folks, friends, if you're not following Cam on social, follow him, listen to the podcast. He's amazing. So, we talked about the Masters, and I will say, I just want to reiterate I know I talked about it a few times in the interview, but I was really looking forward to coming on to this show, being number one in the office pool, and throwing that at you. I'm number two, it's good enough. Will Salatoris kind of fucked me a little bit, but it's no big deal. I'm 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 optimistic going into the weekend that I could actually run away with this thing. Do we know is there is there a prize for winning it or is it just bragging rights?
1: Um, I'm not I think there is uh, something that he sends out.
0: Like a little gift card or something? Something. Maybe like a little Starbucks gift card? Like, like like a
1: like some uh some <laughs> some believe branded uh merch.
0: I'll take it. I'll take it. All right. So I got a couple questions for you. All right, real quick. I got two. Formula One, it's in Melbourne this weekend. We've been fucking dialed in. We. I'm. I'm. I'm doing the proverbial we. It's actually you, thanks to to Greg. But you've picked the winner, <laughs> the first two weeks, right? You picked Charles Leclerc. Is that how you say it, Charles Leclerc?
1: Yeah. That, let's let's go with that. I I, I find that the most entertaining.
0: But that's how you say it, right? Because Yeah, I French, think it's like sh- yeah, Charles, Charles Leclerc. Leclerc. Right? But they say <laughs> Charles Leclerc. And then Max Verstappen won a really great race. I watched the entire race. What was it? Two weeks ago in Dubai?
1: Uh, Saudi Arabia.
0: Saudi Arabia. Two weeks ago. I'm really getting into this whole DRS thing. I know they talked about it. If, if, if you guys haven't listened to our preview with Greg and Luke. You know, they were talking about DRS, and I didn't get it at the time, but I get it now. They actually drop drivers' rear fins to give them less resistance, wind resistance, and it makes the race completely sh- just a whole different strategy.
1: And they changed the rules this year going into it about when you qualify to get the DRS. Yeah. So it's making it's making those straightaways – a whole lot crazier where you're getting a lot more movement.
0: I'm still not there yet. I still don't understand that piece of it, but I'm slowly like becoming super dialed into formula one. Like last Sunday I woke up and I'm like, Ooh, let's watch this. Let's watch this Melbourne race. And I'm like, fuck, it's not on. It's next week. So anyways, the point is, do you got a winner this week? I was hoping you were going to pick it for the bet online raid. Is somebody texting you?
1: I He's do. Been, I do have a winner. I do have a nope. Did, yeah, it is. Did Greg it's, text Greg, you? it's Greg. <laughs> <laughs> it's Greg. This is just it. I texted Greg as yeah. we were talking about What's it. He I do have. This week? I do have a winner. He's going with uh, Leclerc this week. Okay. Um, I, I don't have. I don't have reasoning why. But typically, when he does this, he he likes the way that the track works out for um he for the specific it. car better. But I think it looks pretty. It looks pretty clear that we're, it's going to be Ferrari and Red Bull this year. Mercedes will figure something out. But I think that they're going to be too far gone by the time that this happens but uh, he does like Leclerc this week here we go Ferrari should be good here and he could see Botas and Schumacher also getting points so there's your gambling tip
0: i mean mclaren i mean this is this is daniel ricardo's home track lando podium the last race i mean car's
1: too slow man the car's too slow all
0: right okay look at us look at us a <laughs> couple of formula one guys talking we don't even got greg or luke on here i'm really impressed <laughs> with us all right i'm gonna be tuning in i'm gonna watch on sunday uh last question you know we haven't talked about college basketball at all this year we certainly didn't do any kind of tournament stuff and we didn't have a show last week you were on assignment and i was traveling for work so and and i will say friends of the show and 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 all the the fans out there our our schedule is going to get a little hectic here in the springtime because travel schedule for work and uh vacations and all kinds of stuff is is happening so bear with us uh, with with that, but I'm just curious your coach K take. I know you're a big Duke fan. Look, I got no dog in the fight, so I'm not gonna obviously. Carolina blew the the lead in the championship on Monday night, which is a little bit of um, you know sweet sweet uh, payback, I guess, for the Carolina fans that were giving everybody shit. But Coach K's retired. Just I, I wanted to get your kind of take and give you an opportunity to say farewell to the greatest, if not the greatest, the second greatest college basketball coach of all time behind John Wooden.
1: Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I wouldn't say pers- that I'm a, I'm a Duke fan. I was w- at one time. Now I just enjoy front running, front running Duke. So, um, but yeah, I, I uh, it's, it's, it sucks for the Duke, for the real Duke fans. Um, you know, Carolina really hand, handed them, you know, they, they, they ended uh, coach K's, um, What's the name of that that arena there cameron cameron they ended it they ended this. Yeah, cameron really
0: you really aren't a duke
1: fan <laughs> it's been a, it's been a minute they ended they ended this run at cameron with a home loss the last game of the regular season and then in the final four i mean that's the ultimate l nothing really duke fans can say about it which which is which is sucks but uh, it was cool to see to see coach k get that run um make it to the final four i thought they had a really good chance i think they were the more i think they were the more talented team between those two uh he didn't. He didn't really coach well. That that, that last game in Cameron, maybe I will give him a pass. They had all those guys there. They put a lot of pressure on themselves. But in that final four game, he was pretty bad down the stretch. But um, so it might be a good thing. He's he's actually turning it over. But yeah, it's, it's sad to see him go. Like you said, one of if not the greatest, one of the greatest uh, coaches. Just coaches, period. Uh, definitely on the uh, the Mount Rushmore, and you know, hopefully uh, hopefully he finds some uh, some joy in retirement.
0: Does Hubert Davis going on this run almost give Duke fans a little bit more optimism with John Shire coming in than maybe they would have had if, if he didn't do it? Because Carolina kind of almost went through the same situation this year that Duke's about to go through next year. So what do you think?
1: I think it absolutely does. Um, I don't see how it couldn't. You know, he, he kind of laid the template out for him. You know, you don't have to uh, – you know, you don't have to kill it early. You just have to keep the ship steady, uh, um, keep the ship steady. That too, and uh, yeah, <laughs> and then, um, you know, just just make it make it through the end of the season intact. And they have a great recruiting class coming in. We'll see who comes back if they have any. Then you know they're not going to have a Wendell Moore who was a junior this year who was really big for them. Um, you know, he he played okay in in the final four game. Really outside of Paulo and uh, and Trevor Keels, those are only two guys that really played well in that game. But uh, and they're both. Well, Paulo's definitely going. I, I we'll see what happens with Keels, but I would imagine he probably goes too. He's a first round projected first round pick. So, but yeah, I, I think that that uh, that definitely should give them some kind of comfort looking at it. And um, you know, Shire's been with Kay for a long time. Um, he's the one that's out there doing. He's the lead recruiter, so the recruiting should stay for the most part. It should stay pretty pretty high level. And um, you know, I, I don't think a ton will change. I think you might you might actually see some. Some more advanced concepts, some more up to date concepts on offense. You know that was a big thing. Like K doesn't really run a lot of pick and roll. He did. He did go to his own defense in recent years, and it was a really big reason why they beat Texas Tech in the Sweet Sixteen. But um, yeah, I, th- I think that that's uh, definitely something good for them to look forward to.
0: You got anything else? Mm, I do not. Oh yeah, shout
1: out, shout out, um, Wake. I don't think she graduated, but or maybe she did. Wake alum Jennifer Cupcho for winning her first major. And on the LPGA tour, she won the uh, the Chevron Championship last weekend, and and, and you know what? Shout out fourteen year old Hannah, or I'm sorry, sixteen year old Hannah Davis, Anna Davis, who won the uh, Augusta National Women's Amateur tournament. They play that uh, down there in Augusta. They play the, they get to play Augusta National in the final round, and she shot a sixty eight there. Sixteen years old, shot four under par at Augusta National to win the tournament. So shout out to those two ladies.
0: You're always good for a couple. LPGA slash women's golf shout outs a season. I enjoy that about you, man.
1: <laughs> hey man, I, I gotta I gotta
0: get my golf fix. So. Yeah. Upcoming weeks, NBA playoffs, they're here. I mean, the regular season is wrapping up. We'll be talking about that. And NFL draft prep. I did reach out to Alex Gilstrap. He will be coming on the show. Hell I told yeah. him I told him I wanted to do maybe the week before the draft. So the draft will be on April 20 It'll start on April 29th. It'll be the show the week before the draft. So he'll be on in the coming weeks. For all you pop culture lovers and nerds out there, Zero Dark Nerdy, uh, that's another show on the Believe Network that we are affiliated with. I had the opportunity to be on that show this week. We interviewed Harry Arnett for the second time, the CEO of Municipal, business partner of Mark Wahlberg. Had a Harry is just a great dude. It was a great interview. And we didn't really talk about like pop culture stuff. We talked about the business. We talked about municipal. That he was featured. They were featured very heavily on season one of Wall Street on HBO Max. If you haven't watched that, watch it. Uh, But they were kind of going through the pandemic and worried that the business was going to close. And now they're really exploding. They're blowing up. And we kind of talked about the dynamics of dealing with a startup, a scaling startup, and having the challenges with supply chain and all that. So for all you sort of... Business students, people that are in the world of, of business and, and deal with stuff like that on a day to day basis. It was uh, a great, a great interview. Really looking forward to that. That'll be out next week. So if you're not following Zero Dark Nerdy on Instagram, on Facebook, follow them Facebook at Zero Dark Nerdy, Instagram at ZDN underscore podcast. Also, do not forget about us at WC Sports Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, like, follow, and subscribe. We are available on all your favorite streaming platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere that you can find podcasts, you can find us. We are also available on the Believe Network, the number one network for professionals. Check us out today at Believe.com. That's B-L-E-A-V. And as always, we are presented by the one and only BetOnline.ag. With that, we love you and enjoy your lives.
1: Cam Smith, baby. The mullet's getting a green jacket, baby. Somebody suck baby